And there are times where I'm like, did I answer him? I don't remember because it's just automatic <laughs> just now. You there. just say it when he says something. I don't know if I've answered like, you or not. Let me get to this bathroom. Yeah. Like, yes. How bathroom can I systemize this request? Daddy, like, you're need to bathroom time. Now, daddy right. will go in the man's cave <laughs> uh-huh. and enjoy his yeah. time. But yeah. kiddo, no. <laughs> Welcome to the For Atlanta podcast, where our purpose is to be the place to inspire you to learn and love Atlanta even more than you thought you could. My name is Terrence. My name is Betsy. And we are a couple of hosts for the show. Welcome to 2021. Yes, yes, yes. Happy Here we New are. Year. Here we are. Thank <laughs> you. Happy New Year. Uh, it is a brand new year, and it appears that you're already changing lives in the year 2021. <laughs> Bets. Okay. Tell them what that, tell them what we <laughs> discovered about you today. So Terrence is um, kind of getting me to talk about this cat that I currently have in my office. (laughs) And if anyone who is on staff here at Buckhead Church is listening to this, yes, there was a cat on the third floor. It was mine. Uh, It was this kitten. Okay. It was this kitten that was kind of outside of our house. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was just following me and it wouldn't leave me alone. And it was like it was a it was like twenty-seven degrees one night, and I'm like, okay. I can't be the type of person mm. that leaves a kitten. You're such a good person. It was an orphan. You're such a good person. This it was an orphan. I have a dog. Such a yeah. And my roommate, I just want to talk to you about our house. Our my, my roommates have two dogs and two cats. Wow. Plus my dog. Wow. Plus this kitten that I was like, okay, I'm gonna take it in for wow. one night. Yeah. Feed it, just give it a place to stay. And the next day, surely I'll find a shelter mm. or someone on next door or Instagram or Facebook. Somebody <laughs> will take this cat. Do it for the gram. And uh, no, I still have the cat. <laughs> I don't know when people will be listening to this. I'm hoping that we can find the cat a home by the time people get to this. But listen, I really would love. I'm, I'm hoping Patrick will take this. That cat. Cat is going, that cat is going home with you. Probably. <laughs> I'm just saying it's listen, it's 2021. You know, COVID's out here in these streets. I don't know what that had to do. Is that a justification? I already got a dog. I got a pandemic puppy because of the, I got a dog. Well, I mean, listen, and and I understand about getting dogs in the middle of things and, and yeah, talk about how you got your dog, which I learned that you had today. So I have a dog and uh, he's an ugly little fella, (laughs) but I love him. And he's a good dog. He's a cool little dog, but it hasn't always been that way. In fact, we got this dog uh, as a wedding gift. Wait, wait. Yeah. Wait, I just, I, I've asked you this before, I'm asking again. <laughs> Did somebody bring a dog to your wedding? Well, it wasn't quite like that. Thank, thankfully, no. Wouldn't it, that be weird? It, it could have been, it could have gotten wild and out of hand. But so, you know, I, I would guess a, three, two or three weeks after the wedding, we had a friend of ours who came to our apartment and brought us a box with holes in it. And there was a dog. That feels like a cruel joke. Well, it, it does because <laughs> a now we're responsible for picking up poop. Okay, that's that's already cool. That. You know, you know, poop is. I don't like to pick up poop, but also uh, barking in the middle of the night when you're trying to sleep. I just wasn't ready. You know, like there are certain things you can get your mind right for and get ready for, and uh, having a dog put on you just wasn't right. Not to say, and I like dogs. I'm a dog person. Like, you know, a dog's over cats any day. Bow wows. <laughs> bow wow wow. Yippee yo. Yippee You're starting a war. You're starting a war now. That's who I am. I can't, I can't no longer deny Terrence who I Terrence woke am. up and he chose violence. <laughs> so, but yeah, we got the dog as a wedding gift and uh, he's a cool little dog. His name is Gizmo because he was ugly <laughs> when I first opened the box. Uh, and he's still ugly, but he's a nice kind of ugly, you know, kind of He's like, your kind of ugly. That's right. That's right. I don't know how to take that. You say you're kind of ugly, but, uh, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> but. I meant as in like, because, because he's yours, he can't listen, be ugly. You have to love him. I mean, that's true. But, but here's the thing. Like one of the things that's important though, is that we make sure Gizmo gets a lot of exercise and especially right. during the pandemic, it's been important to walk him. And parks. there's plenty of parks yes. and places in Atlanta. Listen, I have never been to a park more than now that I have a dog. And, and that was my plan. I needed to, I needed a reason to go outside. Yep. So I got a dog. Yeah. But now I'm like, I, I go on walks and I get more vitamin D. Look at you. It'll, just vitamin thriving. D will change your whole life. You're just thriving. So, but we, but we talk about parks, Terrence. Why? Why are we talking about parks today? Listen, on today's episode, like we have... Miss LaShondra Burks, Butler Burks, excuse me. And she is uh, amazing. Amazing. (laughs) I mean, amazing. And in the episode, she talks about 
the fact, A, that there are 450 parks. I did. Okay. So stop going to Piedmont. There are 450 <laughs> parks for you to choose from. 449 that aren't Piedmont Park. <laughs> yes. And not only did she tell us that, but she also talked about the fact that there were other parks coming on the way. That's right. Kind of like exclusive, I, felt like. You, if you want to find out, you're going to have to keep listening. You seriously are going to have to keep listening. But And once again, we, you know, we'll kind of jump into the episode, but I think it's so cool to hear from someone who truly like loves Atlanta. That's right. And has committed her you know, professional life, That's her right. career, to making the city a better place to live. That's right. That's and, right. And when you learn about how many things fall under her department, you're like, that. That's that feels like everything. <laughs> like I mean, so many things. She was just naming parks and recs is just part of it, and I know you couldn't resist asking her about. <laughs> I'm a big parks and rec fan, the show, and parks and rec the department, and also I'm a big fan of Lashandra, who is also over parks and rec. Huge fan. You know what else I'm a fan of? Good food. Who isn't? Listen, I'm a huge fan of good food, and there today's you know business that we're highlighting, Cubanos. I've already said it. I, I guess mean, I should have. <laughs> I don't know when to clap and when to not. Because it's good. Anyway. We're, so, sorry. We're still working. Cubanos. This, the podcast is new. We're figuring out the timing. Well, anyway, Cubanos. Tell us about it's a Cubanos. restaurant. And interestingly enough, not only are they delicious, but they are for our city, just like we're for our city. In fact, they opened this past summer uh, in the middle of a pandemic. Bless. Serving food out of a tiny house in a Sandy Springs parking lot wait yes what yes that is cubanos tiny house in a parking lot yes in sandy springs in sandy springs in sandy springs but they're amazing like uh they give back to the community they do so many amazing things they've already established a presence in the sandy springs area and they're just for atlanta so we are for them listen if you can eat something delicious and do good go for it right, right? i'm just saying it's pretty remarkable do the is there a website instagram yes just look at- you Google. Yeah, it's just Google. Use <laughs> use the Googles. Right. Use the Googles and and, and the Instagrams. <laughs> you know me. I'm all, I'm all for them. the gram. You can find them on social media uh, by searching Cubanos. Uh, but they are incredible. And uh, tell them that we sent you next time you see them. Well, next time you go to a tiny house in a parking lot, please tell them that we sent you. <laughs> <laughs> the right. podcast. That's right. <laughs> well, we will, we will, you know, we'll jump into it. We yeah. hope that you enjoy this conversation with Lissandra. And, you know, once again, learn to love Atlanta a little bit more and more each day. That's right. We have an incredible guest amongst us. Her name is Miss LaShondra Burks, and she is a rock star. Yes, she and is. we have already enjoyed spending time with her. And uh, I'm looking forward to everything that she talks about and what she brings to our conversation today. Oh, I believe it. The first thing, audience, that you need to know is, I know you can't see LaShondra, but she's wearing an amazing shirt. Listen. And it says, Atlanta influences everything. Listen. She's got fancy pearls on. I'm trying to tell it's you. A, it's a great shirt. I'm like, I, is it, did it come from somewhere? Do you, like, why, what made you wear that today? Well, what made me wear it today is because I knew that's what we were talking about. Yes. And it always yes. makes me feel good when I have on anything that has Atlanta. Come on. That's a brand rep right Listen, here. And, and she ain't telling out one lie with what she said or even what she got on. Everything. Listen, yes, it that's does. the truth. Listen, and, and, and let me tell you, let me compliment your style as well, by the way. So we talked about this in a couple of episodes earlier where Atlanta is so special because you get, you know, the birthplace of Dr. King, but you also get outcasts, right? Oh, for so, sure. You know what I'm saying? So you yes. get both of these and I think your st- your style today the pearls with the Atlanta influences everything shirt that's what I'm talking about it feels so right it's like classy and sassy come on and fun yes <laughs> yes it is yes well Lashandra thank you so much for being a part of this podcast episode uh it is amazing I, I had a-, a bio written for you but I don't think that's going to do you any justice at all because I think it might be an older one or something so would you do us a favor and like Tell us who you are. Like, who who is, for those that don't know and have not been uh, privy to to meeting your, uh, your, making your acquaintance, would you please share who you are, Ms. LaShondra Burks? Sure. And first of all, hello to everyone. And thank both of you for having me here today. What a fun setup. <laughs> and um, I tell you, learning a little bit about you all has been equally as fun. Oh, that's cool. Thank so, you. LaShondra Butler-Burks, I am a native Atlantan. A town. Um, and I tell you, the way you know if a person is a native Atlantan is you ask them what high school did they go yes. to. Yes! And if they say anything other than in Atlanta public schools, they are not truly a native <laughs> Atlantan. <laughs> 
Call so, them out. That, that's my fighting words. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. So growing up in Atlanta has has just been really awesome. I grew up in Southwest Atlanta. My parents are native Atlantans oh, as well. So cool. They're 89 years old. Attended wow. David T. Howard High School. You can't talk about Atlanta without talking about right. David T. Howard Come and Washington on. High School, right? Yes. And um, they really, really instilled in us the importance of education. I have two siblings, a brother and a sister. Um, I am, as my daddy calls it, my 89-year-old daddy calls, still calls me his baby girl. <laughs> Even though I'm married with a child of my own, I'm still his baby still girl. Always the baby. Always so the sweet. baby. Always the baby. So being here in Atlanta and growing up, I tell you, at some point, you don't realize how blessed you are to be in Atlanta and growing up in Atlanta and from Atlanta until you talk to people who are not from here mm-hmm. or you visit other places. Mm-hmm. So when you can walk in a grocery store in Southwest Atlanta and you can easily run into Ambassador Andrew Young. Yeah. Or you can easily run into Outcast, yeah. or you can easily run into Killer Mike, mm-hmm. yeah. or you can run into the former Congressman John Lewis yeah. or mm-hmm. the former C.T. Vivian. People are like, "Wow, that's insane!" But it's the norm yeah. for us. Yeah, and to be from a city so rich in the civil rights history yeah. um, is really, really, really a blessing. And now yeah. to be able to work in that same city, work in city government, and give back to a city who gave so much to me. Wow. I'm excited about it. Man, First of all, you listen to some powerhouse good names. God. If I ran into Killer Mike at the grocery store, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I might faint. <laughs> but you can. You know, but you can. Yeah, but you can like, yeah. but, but like, it's like, it's kind of that normality of, yeah. these are some really big and powerful voices. Yeah. But the relatability to the community is also huge. Yeah. Most definitely. Right? Most definitely. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's part of the spirit is like, so much power, but almost so much familiarity. Yeah. So true. Right? So true. That's why it makes sense that you can almost take it for granted, right? Oh, mm-hmm. of course. Like, I remember me and my friends were out late one night, and we were just hanging out. We're like, hey, let's go get some meat. We went to Waffle House. Best Waffle House. Hey, listen. <laughs> come on here. Love Waffle House. Listen, I'm trying to tell you. If you don't know about the Waffle House, you better get your mind right. <laughs> um, but this man, Killer Mike, is sitting in, in the, the space next to us. And this is all pre-COVID, of course, but it was just it was just cool because you you do you run into people all the time who are influencers and who are so such important people and who've changed the game in a lot of ways. But they are right here amongst us. And I think that is one of the things that makes Atlanta so special. And so. That that is what we've got right now. You know what I'm saying? This and we, is a, it, we've talked on. about this like, yeah. in a previous episode. It's a big city feel, but a small family. That's right. Oh, for sure. That's right. right. For sure. Which I think makes it really unique when you're comparing it to other major cities in the country. That's and right. the circle just gets smaller and, and smaller. smaller. That's what okay, I'm so meaning. I came here six years ago, and I you know I came here knowing no one. I knew it, not a single person. And now after six years, I'm like every time I meet someone, it's there's some like six degrees of separation. Yep. That it's kind of scary at first until you realize, no, that's just how it is. Yes, for sure. And Atlanta, the other thing about Atlanta is you you both have indicated your transplants, as we call you all. <laughs> Haven't quite been here long enough to call Atlanta <laughs> truly right. home. How, how much? How many uh, years do you have to put in? About ten. Okay, oh, you have to put in about ten. Oh, you have fifteen. Oh, okay, I well, still have a few more years to go. I still my Yes, we've got to get you back in Atlanta. <laughs> but I tell you, the thing that you hear a lot of people say who come to Atlanta, they moved to Atlanta because it was a place they thought that they could achieve their dreams, mm-hmm. start mm-hmm. over, start anew. Um, and so to also be in a city where people who are not from here feel comfortable coming here and mm-hmm. wanting to be a part of this city and feeling as if it is the Mecca of the South mm-hmm. and it is the place where dreams really do come yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's so good. That's so good. We we've we on the podcast we've already had um we had Chef Phil Held, who is the president and CEO of the Atlanta History Center. We've had uh Andy Alamani, who is a musician and artist here in the Atlanta area. Powerful. Listen, mm-hmm. it, it it's amazing because you're right. Like dreams do come true. Like right. whatever it is that you want to do, if you put those the effort towards it and you put in the work, like this is a place where the where the ground and the soil is fertile. That's you know, right. like you sow the seeds and you do everything that you need to do. You can you can make your way in this particular space. Most and I feel definitely. like you'll find the community too to kind of come around you and support you. Like mm-hmm. the water to your seeds and your dirt. Yeah. Right? Ooh, I think that's something that. cool about that. I like that. Yeah, yes. You better come on. Hey, <laughs> let's put a little sun on it. We'll see. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
But t- tell us about what you're doing. Like, what does your day to day look like? What are you doing? You said you work for the government. Tell us what you're doing. Sure. So currently I'm serving as the deputy chief operating officer for the city of Atlanta. Um, and it has been amazing to work for Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms. Mm-hmm. I've been fortunate. I have worked for several mayors in Atlanta. I worked for, when I first came into government, I started working for former Mayor Maynard Jackson. Wow. Mm-hmm. And from there, former Mayor Bill Campbell. Wow. From there, former Mayor Shirley Franklin. Goodness. Uh, I took a leave from the city for a little while and came back under former Mayor Kasim Reed. Wow. And now having this opportunity to work for Mayor Bottoms is just a phenomenal opportunity. Wow. Another Southwest Atlanta Powerhouse Home girl (laughs) She went to Douglas High School I went to Harper High School We were rivals in school (laughs) But to see us come together And work hard for this city um, A city that pretty much raised us Mm. Has really been great And I'll say, you know in my role now as a deputy chief operating officer, I oversee all the things that relate to community development and human services work. So anything related to our parks and recreation department, our youth engagement work, um, I work closely. I'm the liaison with the Invest Atlanta, with the Atlanta Beltline. I'm the Office of Planning. Um, I have some of the best departments in city government. <laughs> but they are all departments that impact people. Mm. And that's what I like that's the most. So good. That's what I love the most. And I tell the mayor all the time, she has just turned the city into this human services division, mm. um, which that's usually the county's responsibility. But when you have a mayor who... You know, it's from this city, who loves this city, who's a mother, a wife, a daughter, um, and who wants the best for this city. You begin to do things that are not typical for governments mm-hmm. to do. And especially in this COVID space. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I have seen her really turn this city around from providing learning pods to our youngest kids. And we can have a whole conversation about learning pods, and that is the new education mm-hmm. segregation. Mm. Um, it really is wow. in this pandemic and what it's going to mean for our children going forward. But making sure our seniors got groceries delivered to their homes so that they weren't coming out in this scary time right. that mm-hmm. we are currently living in, the space of the unknown, um, to just helping small businesses through Invest Atlanta, providing grants in order for them to stay open. So we have really transformed this city into a human services division. And it will be interesting to see what the new norm looks like and how we'll continue to move forward. But we are here to make Atlanta safer, make Atlanta a great place to live, green space, helping our small businesses, helping our youth. We're just trying to do it all. Right. (laughs) There's something really important that I kind of pulled out of what you said when you were talking about, hey, when you love somewhere, when you love a place, when you come from it, you want to do what you can to make it better, Mm -hmm. even if it's out of your domain. Oh, of course. I mean, that's something that I feel we all could really kind of take a look at from where you live, like love where you live. I mean, I love that. That, love where you live. That is that's incredible because and even hearing you talk about the unorthodox approach, mm-hmm. right? Like typically yes. this wasn't this wouldn't be the approach of you know the mayor and their in the administration or whatever the case may be, but because of the roots and because of the care for the people, it becomes a priority. And I, I like when I think about that, I like my question to you is like how exactly does your upbringing inform that movement? in your space as well. So like being from here, born and raised, like what, what, what is it about, you know, you growing up here that keeps you focused in on say particular projects or whatever the case may be as it relates to the city of Atlanta? I I would say it's almost like you said, you know, kind of love where you live Mm -hmm. and having that love for Atlanta and not having moved outside of the actual city proper, um, you know, I went away to school, came back and still lived, you know, in Atlanta. My parents still live in Southwest Atlanta. Um, I have a, all my family is here, my husband, my child. So it does. It, it kind of goes back to, I mean, it's exactly what you said. Hmm. It makes you want to do a little bit more. It makes you want to give a little bit more. And then as you begin to see the results of your labor, mm. that keeps you going, too. So despite the politics, 
despite some of the meetings that you hear where we're battling back and forth with council members versus the administration, beyond all those things, when you begin to see homeless people who are transitioning into housing Mm. or when it's frigid cold outside and we're opening our warming centers and putting our homeless people up for a night or two and making sure that they're eating. Those are all the things that keep you going mm-hmm. despite the politics. That's so good. That's good. I was That's, you answered my question. I was like, hey, what's what's something that you yeah, have seen, yeah. like the fruits of your labor towards or a project that you've kind of been, hey, we've been able to do this. And I, I even love the the warming centers that you're talking about and giving people a place yeah. to not have to, you know, kind of elevate their human dignity. Yeah. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. And they deserve it. And and when you have I I visit, so when we have our warming centers open, I visit mm-hmm. occasionally one to support the staff. So that they know that we're not asking them to do anything that we're not willing to do. So good. Go away from their families, 11 o'clock at night, you know, what have you. And in visiting them and having opportunities to talk to some of the people who are there. That's so good. Some of them are more educated than all of us sitting at this table. And they have made a choice Mm. that they don't want the pressures of life Mm -hmm. from having to pay rent, Mm -hmm. finding that right house, Mm -hmm. or... You know, pretending to be someone who they're not. Mm-hmm. And for them, this is a better life. Wow. Um, and then there are some who have true mental issues mm-hmm. and really don't have a choice but to be where they are. Wow. So to be able to talk to them, I learn more from them. Mm-hmm. Just sitting okay. around having conversations with them. Some of them are PhDs. Mm-hmm. Some of them are MDs. You would be amazed at the number of people who are living on our street and how smart they are, how educated mm-hmm. wow. they are, and how much wisdom they have. That is that 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 is so good. I, I think it it is in, in a climate in which we are. I feel like we're label happy. Right. Oh, for sure. You know, like we we are. We're quick to label people, even even in this <laughs> this last political season, man. I got so tired of hearing people be radicals and and of liberals, course. and like I got so sick of it. But I, but it's because we have in our society now. I feel like we have completely disregarded people's humanity altogether. For sure. Right. And I think whenever you disregard someone's humanity, that allows you to put them in a box, which also allows you to do whatever it is that you would, wouldn't do otherwise to a normal human being. So hearing you talk about the humanity and seeing the the Imago Day um, is so encouraging. And and for someone to be in a role like yourself and have access to all these things and your priority to be a that my people that I lead see me because I think that is incredible leadership um, to make sure that they know that there's nothing that you won't do that you've asked them to do, but also to get with the common folk, so to speak, you know, to be able to be in those spaces and maneuver. I think that's that's remarkable. Well, it's 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 been eye opening mm-hmm. as well. It's it's been eye opening um, just to experience, and even with our learning pods. You know, I I mentioned it earlier, but one of the things that the mayor encouraged us to do was to um, open our recreation centers, the city's recreation centers, for small learning pods mm-hmm. um, for youth who are, and especially those who are having connectivity issues, who mm-hmm. may be right. living with their grandparents, because mm-hmm. there are a lot of grandparents who are raising grandchildren and who may not be quite as savvy on connecting them <laughs> mm-hmm. with devices. So um, the New York Times came out with an article that really called um, learning pods the new education, you know, mm-hmm. segregation. Mm-hmm. And just a perfect example, I have a seven-year, now seven-year-old, um, who's in the first grade. And as soon as we learned that we were going virtual, there was a group chat going on about... Same with us. Right. I have a six-year-old. That's right. Yep. So I'm opening up my basement. Yep. I found a certified teacher. Yep. If you want to pay $100, $150 a week, right. let's do it. We let's bring it your child on. Yeah. But what happens to that child? That's right. When they don't. Who can't That's afford. Right. That's right. That's right. To be a part of those learning pods. That's right. So to open the learning pods in our recreation centers, we hired um, some certified teachers and tutors. Um, We did a one to five. We're doing a one to five student teacher ratio. And it's absolutely free. You come at 730, you get breakfast. You know, we're logging on. If you don't have devices, 
Um, the mayor took some of our COVID funding from federal government. We purchased laptops for kids. We purchased the headphones That's awesome. so that they can really feel apart. Um, and to see those kids be back engaged in school. And once we started them, what we learned is that a lot of the kids who we took into our learning pods had not been connected with a teacher since March wow. Wow. when the schools closed. My wow. goodness. And to see them start back connecting, being educated every day. You know, you get your breakfast, you get your lunch, you get your afternoon snack. And the mayor even has us providing hot meals at our recreation centers, too. So families can come to the recreation centers, even if you're not a part of the small learning pod, and get hot meals to go. So while we don't know the impacts yet of what this pandemic will have on our youth, one of the things that we know as a city is that we have tried to make sure that that achievement gap for a lot of Atlanta public schools children is not as great as it could be. Right. And I was, you know, I kept my my kid is at home and, you know, we've been fortunate and I was getting nervous. I was like, I don't feel like he's on long enough every day. I feel like he could be doing more if he was face to face. And one of my girlfriends posted on Facebook, she said, for all of you parents who are worried about your kids, your kids are not falling behind. Your kids are surviving a pandemic. Wow. That's right. Perspective. And it took the pressure off of me that I was putting onto my child about making sure that he doesn't fall so far behind or making sure whatever. Mm -hmm. So our goal is really one to make sure that our children are at least staying on point not necessarily exceeding, exceeding, mm-hmm. but one staying on point and that they are surviving That's this right. pandemic because it's hard. It, That's so good. So something I think that happened like really early on, I think that was identified as I was reading through like, you know, community issues was, you know, you took the space like the school that provided not only a place of education, but a place of physical safety, warmth food. And then what happens when that's no longer the case? And I think even, yeah, once again, I'm sure we we're going to think about what's the educational impact, but even if their physical needs are met, you know, you think about like a Heisel's hierarchy of needs, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That they feel safe, that they feel secure, that maybe for a moment, there's like a break, right? From family life or from turbulent that isn't, you get to provide that need so that you know, they're it's children, and they yeah. can be a child. That's they right. can be a child. You know, they That's can right. play with their friends at a distance, yes. right. but at least they're around friends and um, can have friend conversations <laughs> or what have you. <laughs> yes. And those are things that are important, right? Because I mean, we're adults, and Seriously. this was hard to navigate. Now, you imagine better being believe a kid. it. Seriously, you better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still struggling. Listen, right? <laughs> me too. I was I was the homeschool principal for a long time, <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> and the lunch lady, and and, and the bus driver. That's all, right. All, all of them in we one. We have to be all of it in one. All of it in one. But take the pressure off. Yes. Take the pressure That's off. That's so good. It's such a great reminder, even to our listeners as well. Like, thinking about it from the perspective of, no, we're surviving a pandemic. Like, right. this is, I mean, I, I've never seen anything like this before in my lifetime. And I would venture to say that most of us, at least in this room, never seen anything like this. That's right. This is, you know, and we were kind of laughing and joking about March, how That's we were right. like, oh, this will be... Three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, We're out, but you know, here we are. You know, well into it, and it doesn't necessarily look like there's a clear exit from the pandemic anytime soon. And so, thinking about it from the perspective of all that that you all are doing, I think is is amazing because I think it will not. And I think kids naturally are resilient. For sure. And I think they have a certain level of resiliency that adults sometimes lose and forget about. And so I think that our, our kids will definitely be okay, but I think it helps to have places where they can go and they can be themselves and they can have those meals and they can have a routine because right. the routine, routine is huge. important for it's kids. It's so important. Huge. It's so important. I know ours is thrown out the window. And especially for boys. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Especially <laughs> for boys. <laughs> it's important for all children, but yes. I'm learning especially yeah. for yes. boys. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It, it highlights the, the, the like capacity for innovation. Like they even think about the learning pods, like thinking like, how can we repurpose things that we already have to serve like a greater function in a different way? That's right. What, what does that look like for y'all? So like, 
I know you got the, 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 the opening of community centers for students and for kids. Like what has been the greatest challenge for you all during this, this whole COVID pandemic or whether it's the COVID pandemic or the racism issues that are still existing in America, what has been like, you know, top one, two, three challenges for you all as you've thought through the city and ways to continue to connect with people and to grow and develop, um, you know, try to be the best that you can be. I would I will say that probably the greatest challenge really has been the fear for our staff hmm. um, because we are asking them to go above and beyond in the space of the unknown. Hmm. And especially in the beginning when, you know, the PPE was not, you know, so readily yeah. available yeah. as it is now um, and making sure and we're we're seeing we're beginning to see some impacts on our staff. So it is the fear that we want to keep them safe, but we also want to keep our patrons safe who mm-hmm. are coming in and using our facilities. So that has probably been the biggest fear of, you know, kind of putting our staff out in the unknown mm. and not having any level of assurance to them that we could give as a leadership yes. that certain things will or will not happen. Yes. And so that has been it. But also just wanting to make sure that we, prov- as soon as we get things, we provide it. So we really did a big push to get the PPE in for our staff, especially our public safety staff, our first mm-hmm. responders who, regardless as to what was going on and what availability was there to P- for PPE, if a person called 911 and you had to go to their home, regardless of the pandemic, you've got to try to save a life. Mm-hmm. Right. And what does that look like and what does that mean? And now working with them, now that we're beginning to get access to the vaccine and especially for our public safety personnel, there are still some who are just saying, I don't know enough about right. it. I'm mm-hmm. not sure I want it. And so we were all excited that we could get all of these vaccines. And then the first week, we only had 150 first responders who were interested. Mm. And it was like, whoa, you know. Right. Yep. And so we we're really having to back up and make sure going back to take care of our staff and make sure that they understand and are educated on what the vaccine really is, how it could help them, and the role in which they have, and then what impact it will make rolling it out to others in the city of Atlanta. That's really good. Even even that that because I think that's a real thing that that concern about the vaccine mm-hmm. and how, how you know is it trustworthy? Is that's it right. something you know thinking about history? That's like, right. Like all these different things, and it's like. I don't know. And this is a time where, you know, you try to bring all of the Atlanta influencers together (laughs) um, to get the vaccine, but it's still not working. This is a time where it's really not working. You know, we had Morehouse School of Medicine who actually... Um, brought in Hank Aaron and Ambassador Andrew Young and gave them the vaccine and hoping that we would get more of our seniors who are 65 and over who are willing to do it. Whatever. <laughs> that you know, I'm not, They're like, nah, you know, right, right. That's right. That's right. You, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you, you don't know, think you have campaign your, That's right. You have your chief of police who does it and the police officers are still saying, mm, whatever. So, you know, it really, so this is probably the one time in Atlanta yeah. where right. the people who we see as influencers are not influencing so much. <laughs> That's so funny. There's this uh, there's this meme circulating around but after like the election and, and Stacey Abrams and they're like, mm-hmm. tell us about the, like Stacey Abrams will just hand deliver all these vaccines because she can and I just think about that. I'm like, we just got her to do it. Everyone will take it. it. Everybody will take it. Everyone's a huge fan of her now. But so I'm, like, I'm, I don't even know if that will help right about now. <laughs> no, I have you no You know, idea. and it is. It is just the fear of the yes, unknown. It right. is because we're still living in the fear of the that's unknown right. and then you're adding yet another layer to it. That's true. Yeah. And so I tell you, I have an aunt who is 101, my mother's wow. oldest sister. Wow. And even though she was a baby during, you know, the last pandemic that we had of this nature when we had the, the flu going mm-hmm. on and can't really, really remember, remember everything, but she does remember a few things. But I tell you, even talking to her, and again, I agree with you, we may never see another pandemic in our lifetime. I hope not. I hope not. But I'm hoping that there are, I'm starting to see children's books and hoping, you know, uh, coming out about explaining the vaccine, you know, the Sesame Street shows or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that those things will stay around. So should it ever happen again? 
beyond our lifetime that yes. there's something there to kind of help and guide people through. It's rough at first, but when a vaccine comes out, maybe we should do it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it truly can get better. Maybe, maybe yes. it really truly can get better. They said they brought in Hank Aaron and they were like, nah, we're no. good. <laughs> we're good. I think that's pretty convincing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, Hank Aaron and Andrew Young. Right. You know, right. They're, you I know, mean, that's creme, you know, creme de la creme. Kaufman. Yeah, so, but yeah. I tell you, but... <laughs> So, and I think what people are doing, they're waiting to see for those who have done it. That's right. Right. What is going to happen? What does that mean for them? And so hopefully we'll be able to work with them to kind of communicate out their experience beyond just getting the, you know, people seeing them get it the day of, how they felt several days after or what have you. And maybe that'll be helpful as well. Which I will say makes sense because given the nature of this year... Yeah. Entirely, you're yeah. like anything can happen. Yeah. Anything We've can seen happen. it. We've seen anything That's and everything. So I think there's a healthy skepticism yeah. of if this was the time for something chaotic, yes, to take place. Maybe it's possible. I'm not saying it's valid, but I can see why it'd be reasonable. Oh, of course, <laughs> seriously. Oh, of course. I oh, mean, of like course. this this time will be in history books. Yes, <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> like, right. Like, we'll be reading about ourselves. Seriously, <laughs> like, we, we are living it right now, and there will be a time where this is all written down because 2020 just was man. I mean, everything that could happen, it happened. felt like it happened. Mm-hmm. It did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously. And it's 2021. Still happened. <laughs> Facts. So. You're not that far removed from yeah. it. But uh, I want to kind of, t- you You had mentioned that the Parks and Rec falls under you. And I, I had thought about this. Are you a fan of the show, Parks and Rec? You know. <laughs> I have to ask. I have to ask. And I need to know you if know. it's anything similar to the show. <laughs> There are some similarities. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of the show. I'm okay. not, I've only watched it a few times. I've only watched a few episodes because a lot of people ask and believe it I'm or not. Sure. I'm sure I you get this question. I'm sorry. I, I love it. I love it. I get it a lot. So that forced me to kind of watch it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are some very similar things that happen. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you identify with Leslie? I mean, you've only watched it a few times, but you're like but, sometimes. But, but um, I, I bring me. that up because I feel like when the pandemic hit, people probably were utilizing Parks and Rec more than they ever were before. Oh, for sure. I'm for, for sure. You're absolutely right. We're actually, the Parks and Rec Department is actually, in the beginning of the pandemic, we had just started a 10-year master plan for Parks and Recreation. And we had to, of course, make some changes to our public engagement process, which ended up being virtual instead of face-to-face. And what we saw in a lot of our surveys is that people have an appreciation for parks now yeah. more than they ever have. Mm-hmm. I bet you know, it. because that's the outlet. That's right. Yes. You know, you know, even though we have closed down the amenities in the park, so we discouraged people, um, even though it doesn't quite happen, but we endure, discouraged people from playing on the playgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, we have reopened our tennis courts for single and double play. So we, we've worked, you know, the mayor put together a pandemic team, um, which also includes Dr. Del Rio, who is the guru on this at Emory University. And it's good to have a local person. It goes back to yeah. the Atlanta right. thing That's right. right here That's at Emory right. University. Right. We don't have to. Shout we love to Dr. Emory. Fauci, but we have <laughs> Dr. Del Rio right, right here. That's right. Come on. <laughs> right. So um, putting together a pandemic team to figure out what are some good outlets for our families who are using our parts. And so we were able to get to the space where, you know, we were able to reopen our tennis courts. Um, and really, you know, reopen some of our amenities. So our golf courses are back reopened as well. But there are, the parks are packed now. Mm-hmm. But it is, it is the outlet. I walk my son. We live in walking distance from our neighborhood park. And that's our outlet. Mm-hmm. I can walk him up to the park, even though we don't play on the playground. You know, we're just out on the field, you know. We throw balls or whatever, and then we walk back home. But it is the outlet of the day. And so parks really are becoming a true, true amenity in the city of Atlanta. And a a good one. I mean, I'm sure we all needed to be more outside anyways. Exercising, getting fresh air. For sure. Getting vitamin D. As someone who is vitamin D like deficient. Deficient. (laughs) I feel like this year has been a good year because I was just outside (laughs) getting sunlight. No, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So it is, it has been, it has really, and Atlanta has, we're fortunate. Some of them are small, some of them are large. Um, And we really did try to do a good job on social media and promoting all of the parks within the city of Atlanta. So everybody's not going to Piedmont Park, right? Right. um, which is, you know, right now the largest park, even though this spring, we'll be opening a park even larger than Piedmont Park over on the that. west side of Atlanta. Oh, 
right over at the oh, West Side West Quarry. Side? Yes, oh, yes, yes. The quarry. Yes. yes, right at the West Side Quarry. That's it would be too a far park. From me, I think. Mm-hmm. Where I yeah. live. Yeah. So it's going to be yeah. great. It's going to be larger than Piedmont Park. But we have right at 450 parks in the city of Atlanta. That's and so amazing. we've done, tried to do, and nature preserves and what have you for people to get out. So we've been really pushing, trying to encourage people to visit more than just one or two parks. <laughs> <laughs> With 450, you have many options. You do. So you have a lot options. of options. You right. have a lot of options. You just have to go find them. And I'm pretty sure more pro- more of them are probably local to them than just heading up to Piedmont or for sure. something else. Mm-hmm. But. You just think, oh, yeah, Piedmont Park. I'm just going to go there. You know? That's right. That's Atlanta. Right. Here, like, then it gets yeah. packed. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then it gets packed. And then you can't find a place to park. And then you're like, why did I drive here? And now I'm stressed out. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But. So I, I have a question because in my mind, I'm wondering, whenever you were a little girl in Southwest Atlanta, did you foresee yourself in this space working and doing what you're doing now? How, how did this come about? How does one, this, you know, land in in the seat that you're in? You know, I definitely did not see this. I can tell you that my parents were always engaged in government and advocacy for our community and our neighborhood. Um, My family was the one who always knew the city council member because they were, you know, just kind of that engaged. And so I learned the importance of government at an early age, but never saw myself in it. As a matter of fact, when I went to college, I started out as an education major. Um, I did my teacher observation, not even student teaching. I just did an observation. (laughs) Back in those days, you did an observation first. And I went to a high school um, in the town where I was in college to do my observation and immediately changed my major. (laughs) Uh, I I say that that's a calling. It is is really a calling. I love education. I know the importance of it. But I realized very early on that being in the classroom was not yes. for me. And that's okay. And you got to realize and that. And that's okay. Yeah. I'm glad it's I better that it. you know yeah. before you that's go. That's right. Shout before out to all I the teachers, know before you go. Right. Yes. And so I changed my major to business. And then um, when I got out of college, you know, just applying for jobs, just like everybody else, yep. just everywhere. Mm-hmm. And applied for a city government job. I got a call. I got an interview. I started working. And I was like, wow. Hmm. I kind of like this. Mm. And I got more and more engaged. And again, being from the city, kind of knowing some of the players, Mm -hmm. it kind of made it a little more engaging. And then I left for a while, to be honest. Um, I left city government for a while because I felt like I just, I needed to decompress or do something different, you Mm -hmm. know, and I left. And I'll never forget, I went to work for a great nonprofit who was doing really great work. And five o'clock hit and everybody was leaving. I'm like, where are y'all going? (laughs) (laughs) The day is just <laughs> starting. There's still more time on the clock. There's still more time on the clock. And so I tell you, government <laughs> teaches you things that you just can't get uh, anywhere else yeah. that you work. Wow. I, I have to admit that. It really does. It teaches you multitasking. It, it just teaches you so many things. And so after, you know, doing that for a while and then I came back in government. But even then when I came back, I came back in parks and recreation. So I still didn't really see myself moving to where I am now and doing what I'm doing now. And it was almost one of those things where, you know, when other people see things in you that you don't see in yourself. Mm. And the day that I got the call to do this, I was like, me? Mm. (laughs) And I was quiet for a while because I was like, because, you know, you're just working every day. You're just doing what you do and you're not doing it for recognition. You're not doing it for fame or fortune. You're just doing it because that's the work you do and that's what you enjoy. And then it actually took me a few days to let it sink in. And I had to have a conversation with my husband. I was like, really? Do you think I can do this? And everybody's like, you better go for it. <laughs> and um, I tell you, it's been great. And and some of and I've reached back to some of my mentors and had conversations with them. I have reached back out to the former mayors who, who are still living, who I've worked for to say, you know, but for you giving me an opportunity wow. to be in government in some form in various departments, I wouldn't have gained the experience that I have gained and wow. able to do the job that I'm doing now. That's remarkable. So, no, I never saw myself doing this. Really, that's so I wild. I think that's, it, that's cool, you know, because I think for a lot of us, we're like, we need to know our purpose. We need to know our calling. We need mm-hmm. to know really clearly mm-hmm. the trajectory of where our life is headed. Mm-hmm. But even in your story, you're like, I was trying to do the best that I could. <laughs> that's right. Right? And right. like head down, grinding, and just because I love what I'm doing, I love where I'm doing it. And like, I want to honor the work that I'm doing. And in, in that, you kind of get 
you kind of are leveraged to do something more and given more opportunities. Like you, you stored something small, you got something like bigger to keep doing it. Yeah. No, it's stewardship. No, stewardship. No, no. And it, it is a true example of, you know, God just guiding your path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you just be prayerful about it, leave it alone, do what you're supposed to do every day. Things happen and he'll let you know if it's the right thing. or not. That's good. You know, not that, you know, some days are like, why did I do this? <laughs> I mean, I would be lying if I, if I, didn't admit that yeah, I've had those yeah, days. There are yeah. some days I feel like, have I spent enough time with my child because I've been embedded in this work mm-hmm. every all day? Um, have I spent the right amount of time with my husband? Oh my goodness, have I been to see my parents this week? Mm-hmm. You know, you think about all those things, but it still, it, it just all works out for the good. That's so, so good. That's so good. Man, I feel inspired right now. I know. Come to city government. That's very very timely. I'm I'm excited right now. We we can just stop talking, LaShonda. This would be you for the rest of the the remainder of the time, truly. (laughs) Golly. Man, so... You didn't you didn't see this coming. And in a lot of ways, there are people that poured into you along the way. Who were some of those people that poured into you? I will say, you know, of course, my parents, I, I, I would be wrong if I didn't mention them. But outside of my parents, um, just because they played such a vital role in my life. Mm. But outside of my parents, I will say the first um I, I can tell you a funny story in working for former Mayor Maynard Jackson. When you worked for him, um, you could not answer the phone until you read the local section of the newspaper. Because okay. okay. you had to know what was going on like in city that. government. Okay. okay. You know, you had to know what was going on right. in Shout order to, to be able to help man, people. That's right. That's right. And you had to have a library card. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Uh, you had to yes. have a library like card. That. Yes, yes. But I would say and even in addition to the mayors, one one there are two people who immediately come to mind. The first two people I call when I had this offer, and one was one of the city's former chief operating officers, um, Byron Marshall, hmm. um, who has been a chief operating officer in many cities, um, from Texas to D.C. to what have you. And I've never had the desire to move around in different cities and, you know, and work. But he was one of the first people I call. And he's like this very calm, you know, very, you know, <laughs> nothing it. bothers him, Measured. you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah, very laid back, <laughs> but very stern. He, he has this soft voice. And I'll never forget when we were in cabinet meetings, whenever he spoke, he demanded your attention because he was so soft-spoken. Yes. And I called him and I told him what was going on. He was like, yes. I mean, he just screamed in the phone. I never heard like, that from him. Who is this man? I'm like, who is this? <laughs> um, but just over the years, even after he left the city, he stayed engaged with me. Um, just about every career decision that I've made, I've talked with him about it. So he's just been great. He's now retired and has moved back to the city, so we talk even more now. And the other person is Clara Axum, who's a native Atlanta. She's one of the Haley's. Um, you have to be from Atlanta to know the Haley's who had, you know, a drugstore um, down on um, what was then called Hunter Street, which is now Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. Drive. Um, to know the history. So someone who's been from Atlanta, she's worked for um, former mayors as well. And she was always a person who's just, I've just, it's just been good. It's good to have a female mm-hmm. yes. that you can call mm-hmm. and talk to as well, because I'm in a very male dominated mm-hmm. environment. I figured that. A very yeah, male dominated yeah, yeah. environment. I am. I am. So it's always good to have, and I still talk to Clara yeah. to this day, well, whenever I get stuck on something, I can call Clara and Byron and they really, really helped me along the way. So That's they're amazing. two who've inspired me along the way in my career. That's so good. Whenever, um, so it's clear to me that you are an incredible leader. Oh, wow. Well, Just thank based you. on the interactions that we've had already. Your posture. Your posture, <laughs> listening to you talk about how you want to make sure that your people that you lead know that you're not above doing the things that they're doing. And when I think about leadership, I think about like what. As a leader, what are the things that you're doing day in and day out to ma- maintain your ability to lead well, um, whether it be for yourself professionally or personally? Like, are there any resources, any things that you're reading, you're listening to, like all all of those things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I must admit my reading has gone down a little bit, but um, you're just because... You're surviving the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're so great. I'm really trying to, you know, wrap my arms around this new role. But I'm usually reading something spiritual Mm -hmm. um, because it just kind of keeps me grounded all the way around. I don't read a lot of um, 
books dealing with work stuff, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I really try to find things that kind of keep me grounded outside of work. So mm-hmm. usually some spiritual readings or some self-motivational readings is what I normally do. And then I will say from a personal perspective, I really just have to find time to shut it down. Mm. And, you know, if that means, and don't take this the wrong way, if that means escaping from my husband and my child and going in the bathroom longer than normal. That's the best office (laughs) in the whole place. I'm telling you, if it means doing that, you know, I try to do that. And every morning I try to get up before everyone else Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just to have some quiet time, my my. You know, my time um, with my Bible and then just asking for covering throughout the Mm -hmm. day, asking for covering to make the right decisions, because a lot of times what I'm dealing with every day is heads of departments who are calling me for guidance. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that I'm kind of giving out good advice and guidance. And so I try to make sure I'm covered Mm -hmm. every day in order to Mm -hmm. do that. So those are just kind of the things. And then I try to escape to my parents every now and then. Um, They're 89. My mother has dementia. Um, So that's a little difficult. Mm -hmm. But just being able, and even in this pandemic, it's a little hard. Mm. But just being able to be around them and just kind of appreciate the time that I still have with them. And just thankful that they have been safe through this Mm -hmm. pandemic at 89 years old with some underlying health conditions. Wow. Um, Just that just makes me feel good. That's so good. You know, that's so good. Even if I just sit there and I'll sit in another room, we don't go in the room with them, you know, because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I'll sit in another room, I'll put a chair at the door in the room where they are and just to talk to them about nothing. Yeah. You know, and let my dad tell me the same stories. About walking to school five <laughs> times if he wants I, I, to. That's a, I, that's a <laughs> universal parent <laughs> it story. It really is. You know, it really my is. parents are from India and they'll say the same thing. We used to walk miles. Oh, and then put cardboard in our shoes yes. because we had a yeah, hole in them. Oh, really? <laughs> but, you know, just appreciating the simple things in yeah. life now. And I've learned to do that. You know, I used to do really big birthday parties for my son and he just had a birthday last week. And to do it in a different way. Mm. In, in that night, I was giving him a bath. And he said, Mommy, you know, my birthday was an A. Wow. And I was okay. like, wow. Yeah, and yeah. then I was stressed out about it because yeah. we couldn't have the big birthday yeah, parties yeah. like you normally do. So really just learning how to appreciate life in a different way yeah. now. That's so good. Um, and how to try to make sure that when things get back to as close to normal, what are some things that we have learned through this pandemic that should be our new normal That's instead right. of going yeah. back to just the old ways of doing things? That's like so what good. things shouldn't go away. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. They should right. stay here. They stay mm-hmm. here. Let's yeah, that should, we should take that with us. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I mean, that's been a common theme for a lot of people that I talk to. And I mean, just as a posture of things slow slow down. Mm-hmm. You're able to kind of appreciate and have mm-hmm. had to be mindful of things. You you know, even kind of talking to your parents and even taking the time with people that you love because you're like you can never account for time. That's right. right. And be able to even incorporate that where I think we're all just kind of like heads down, running, 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 running all the time. And even it was a forced rest. Mm -hmm. Yes. It it really was. It It was forced. That was good for us. 100%. That's right. That's right. And then, and, and the next thing of that, you know, while we're all ready for this to be over, but it really is making sure that we have taken that time Mm -hmm. to figure out in this time, what is it that we take with us from this experience? That's so good. The value of like, a breeze, a fresh oh, wow. air. Mm-hmm. Like, like it really does. I remember um, thinking about, I think it was something I read at some point. There was a story about a guy who uh, he had been told, he'd gone to the doctor and told that he was going to be blind for the rest of his life. And he went and he was about ready to have the surgery to try to do whatever he needed to do. And they went in and found out that it was just like a little clot or something. So mm-hmm. he, he wasn't going to lose his vision, but from there on out, everything that he saw was with fresh colors and Mm -hmm. it was, it was, you know, vibrant. And I think in a lot of ways, that's where we are. It's like, man, I'm, I have never enjoyed being outside more (laughs) in my life than right now, or, you know, not being in that meeting and helping my daughter do her, her schoolwork. You know, it's like, I won't remember what that meeting was about. But she will, and I will remember this time forever. For sure. For sure. For sure. It was so I, easy to I take agree. things for granted. So easy. That you're like, oh, man, I'll never, you know, you assume I'm, like, I'm, a, I'm single. So always being complaining, like, oh, I don't want to go out. I just want to stay inside. And I'm like, I will never. <laughs> you never come I will never. <laughs> you know, again. I used to say, like, oh, yeah, I could totally be a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> 
You can't see my face, but I it's listen. very it's in it's in a lot of pain. Listen. I would I would never take for granted weekend plans. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. When Lashonda was talking about like you know, getting to the bathroom and listen, that is the reprieve. I'm telling you, you don't I'm know sorry. that yet. I don't, like, don't. But, you don't know listen, that yet. But like, you will bruh. have an appreciation for it. <laughs> you're like, can I have That's something that you may miss. Just give 15 <laughs> minutes. Just 15 minutes. To myself. Don't call my name. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. That's right. <laughs> I get you. I tell you, I had a birthday in December. And um, my husband found the perfect birthday card from my son. And of course, it was from him, but of course, my husband got it. <laughs> and the entire card from open to close is just said, hi, mom. Hey, mom. Oh, man. Come here, mom. Mom, can I have? Mom. Hi, mom. The entire card. You know, I don't know why, but I heard that card in my mind. Yes. And then he finally had, yes, Mommy. love Anthony. Right? <laughs> you know, but that was, it was like, happy birthday, love Anthony. And he said, when I saw that, I just could not leave it because that's it. All day, all day long. I mean, he he is like my personal assistant. When he gets out of class, he was like, um, "Mommy, your phone says you have another meeting in fifteen minutes." I mean, he That's is like labor. my person, right? He's my personal assistant, and so, but yes, yeah, so it has it has been interesting. So there are times when I get to go to the office. And just yes. either no one else is yes. in the office or there's one or two adults yes. in the office yes. that you just enjoy. <laughs> like, I'm so happy to see I'm you. I'm so happy to see you. Actually, I didn't get any work done because I was just having adult conversations. Yes. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so there, there are some things that you will experience in the pandemic that once you get married and have children, you will Wish you had some of that time. Yeah, like, back. I wish I got that question. And that's not yeah. to say anything bad, <laughs> right. because it's having right. children, no. it, it's, right. it's a wonderful thing. It's truly a blessing. That's right. But there are times when you can lose yourself. Yes. Um, and so you do have to find that time to pull back a little bit. Listen, yeah, that's good. That, that, man, my daughter went on, it, I swear it felt like four hours straight, but she called <laughs> <laughs> my wife's name the whole time. Mommy, long. mommy. Mommy, mommy, mommy. 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 Different tones, different. It's an experiment to see what will stick. Oh my goodness. And you find yourself just saying, yes, yes. And there are times where I'm like, did I answer him? I don't remember because it's just automatic it's now. Just you there. just say it when he says something. I don't know if I've answered like, you or let not. Let me get to this bathroom. Yes. Like, yes. How do I systemize this request? Daddy, like, you're to- bathroom time. Now, daddy right. will go in the man's cave uh, uh-huh. and enjoy his yeah. time. But yeah. kiddo, no. <laughs> So yes, there there is, but you love it, you know. Yes. It's just it's it's great, and it it has helped from a family perspective too. You know, it's forced us to be together more, mm-hmm. um, have more time with each other, enjoy each other, and so yeah, it's been great. I love that. That's fantastic. Well, we, we got to have you back. Yes, I, I mean, oh, we need to do a part two. Yeah, like like seriously, we this didn't even is, like touch the bell line. I, I had like a hundred questions. Around. I'm sorry, we didn't touch no, the bell line. No, no, no. I but know. I think I think like you know, kind of go into this. We like to ask everyone, and and truly. You know, you're a native. We like to refer to you as a unicorn, a true Atlantean. <laughs> That's right. So talk to us like about uh, what is the one thing in Atlanta like you love and would recommend to people, whether it could be a place, a restaurant, a park, anything. Oh, wow. I know. That's so much. It is. That's a tough one. Mm. And we've been going. I've been answering all day. I know. We say that for the end because it is tough. We got one more, too. The fun is coming. The fun is But you got to answer the hard question first with the fun. You know, I I have to go. I don't know that I would have said this some time ago, but I have to go with um, one of my new discoveries, even though it's in my neighborhood. I want to have to say the Cascade Spring Nature's Preserve. Wait a minute. I didn't even know that existed. Yes. Right on Cascade Road. Yes. Okay. And so it is one of our hidden jewels. I've always known that it was there. I've been before. But I that has been the one place when people just say, you know, what's been like the best thing you've done lately? That's mm. kind of that. I, yeah. I would have to say that. I was trying to think, is it a restaurant? Is it a. No, it's, it would have to be Cascade <laughs> hey. Springs Nature Preserve. And I think that kind of goes with the pandemic. Maybe yes, there's like does. a pre pandemic answer and a post. You know, right. I agree. A that's during right. a, a present pandemic yeah. answer. And that, I agree. No, that makes sense. I agree. That is. I, that's agree. I feel like every time we do this, we get a great recommendation. Like I agree. We're, we're building a portfolio. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, then we're going to go hang out at. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. My gosh. All right. Well, listen, uh, Miss Lashandra. So we do this segment <laughs> here 
on the. <laughs> if you all could see their facial expressions, I'm afraid of this question. Okay, yes. You don't have to be afraid. So we do this segment called Yay or Nay okay. for the A, right? Okay. So, and what we're going to do is we're going to give you two choices. One you'll say yay for, and one you'll say nay for. So, for example, if I say, hey, you know, Coke or sweet tea, you yay one of them, which means you're good, and you nay the other okay. one. Okay. Okay. All right. So, we're going to run through some things okay. that are Atlanta-related. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, they're, you know, esque. All right. So, you you let me know, and we'll probably ask you why. Yeah. Okay. So you're gonna we have to explain sure. yourself a little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Gets I mean, worse. Especially saying, if we think yeah. your answer, if we if we had a question, your answer, we're gonna we're gonna dig into it a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, you ready? Let's say uh the varsity or Mary Max. Yay or nay, the varsity or Mary Max? Yay, Mary Max. Okay. Okay. Look at that. Why are you yay and Mary Max? Um, only because well, I'm just, yeah, you know, the varsity can make yeah. you sick. It's, tr- uh, yeah, uh-huh. it's sure. a great place, Listen, but it can make you uh, sick. Oh, I, yes. It can make you sick. Yes. I feel like everyone has a varsity story. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Most people who are not from here. Yes. Come here to go to the varsity. That's true. But That's not right. many people That's who true. are from here go to the varsity. Because once you go, Sheffield and then you realize you've what happens. Yeah, yeah. What do you have? What do you have? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> once you've done it, you've done it. Yeah. I only got to go through it once. <laughs> and, and and unfortunately, the person who used to do it has retired now. But the thing about the varsity was to go and get in the line. I can't remember the gentleman's name, but the one who you placed this huge order, he can add it all up in his head. Wow. That's why you go to the yeah. varsity yeah. to experience him. Yeah. 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 Okay. So Mary Max. Yeah. All right. Respect. Okay. I got to I got to ask go to like go to entree go to thing and get from mary max like what's your favorite thing to eat? i would have to say the fried chicken mm. the mac and cheese and the collard classic cream. Listen, that's exactly you right up my alley right now miss <laughs> lady my gosh all right okay uh let's go with braves or falcons yay for falcons i knew that was coming yay i knew it was coming Come on, let's Come go on. even though we don't get me started we need a few things <laughs> um but Yay, right. Falcons. Yeah, right, right. That's allegiance. Yeah. Given Falcons. the Falcons, you know, uh, the way that you proudly said that, like, that's how you know. You're true. Listen, if you're from Atlanta, that, I feel Lose like the Falcons. Win. Yeah, the Falcons is like... More losses than wins, but we let's go, Falcons. <laughs> that's the posture of true love right there. Yes. Choosing yes. Yes. In, the, in the midst of hard times. It's one of the first things I learned when I got here. Oh, like, yes. how hard... Like Atlanta goes for the Falcons, and yes. it, and it, you know they don't love love y'all back that much. I say y'all because I've been here a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he gets to say that. But I tell you, season ticket holders since they moved into what was what used to be the Georgia Dome. Look at that from the Fulton County Stadium. Say some things. Yeah, come on here. Yes. All, right. Yes. All right, all right, all right. Can I go? Yes, ma'am. All right, yay or nay for the A? Ludicrous or Ti? Oh, that's hard. Don't mm. make me do that. <laughs> I, I, yay for I mean, Ti. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Because he went to Douglas High School. There it is. <laughs> Going back to the high school. Going back to the high school. Going back to the high school. You got to go back to it. Come on. Yay what for T.I. Do we know where Ludacris went to high school? He's from Chicago originally. Oh, is he? Yeah, I don't or know. Or Illinois. I believe. He moved down here to Oh, Atlanta. so he's, a, uh, he's, he's a not trend. a true yeah. Atlantean. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that. We be knowing our stuff around he, here. He really branded himself yeah. well, with ATL Loon. It's like I, like I said That's, before. Well, he's been here 15 years, so he's branded himself too. Right. Right. I pay a lot of taxes here. He's like, after 10 years, you get to kind of claim it. You get to claim it. You get to claim it. All right. I'm going to go. Yay or nay for the A. The Hunger Games or The Avengers. Both were filmed here, so that's why they're they're up there. The Avengers. Okay. Yes. That. That's easy. That's my choice, too. I would go The Avengers yes. easily. That, that was easy. easy. All right. <clears throat> Let's go Monica versus Janelle Monet. Oh, Monica. Look no. at that. It, it's no it's brain. quick. It's no brain. It's quick. Come on. That's right. Oh, Monica. Janelle Monet is also, I got to ask you, she from Atlanta? Nope. Okay. She spent a lot of time. She spent a lot of time here. here. And she that's, honed her craft. In Atlanta. In Atlanta. She did. Yeah. It was another one of those success stories. Yeah. For someone right. who came to Atlanta. That's right. And was able to be successful. She's a right. performance spellman. Mm-hmm. That's pretty right. Regularly. That's Shout right. out to Spellman, by the way. My wife went to Spellman. Oh, nice. wow. Great, yeah. great. Shout All right. I got another one. Outcast versus Goody Mob. Outcast. Look at that. But some of that is age. <laughs> <laughs> It's your yay. It's, oh, it's my yay. yay. It's yeah, my yay. Right. You it's can do what yay. you want to do. You can do what you want to do. Bet right. you got one more. Let's go. Classic Georgia. Peaches or peach candy? Peaches. <laughs> Ever? 
And yeah, no one ever brings peaches, no. peach candy. I'm like peach candy. Peaches. Like why have the why have the thing when you can have the real thing? That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Now if you had said peach cobbler, okay, oh, we gotta change that question. Different. We gotta change that question. Now, do you make your own peach cobbler? No. <laughs> That face. The face she no. gave me. Thank goodness for my mother-in-law. That's uh, <laughs> a craft. Hey, that's <laughs> incredible. Listen, yes. well, we are so grateful uh, that you took taking the time to be a part of today and this episode because it has been delightful. Well, it's so you, insightful. I yes. have enjoyed it. I yes. have really enjoyed it. And now I feel bad because we didn't talk about the Beltline. No, we no, have some no. great things two. coming up over the next month about the Beltline and um, legislation coming on how we're going to work to try to speed up this process of our development. Um, it has to get past city council and a few other things, yeah. but we feel like we have a good path forward because it has been so successful. So, yeah. I just hate we didn't get a chance to talk no, about I, it. I but feel more like to was a little it was like, Yeah, boom, I just kind of dropped it so everybody yeah. can pay attention and watch yes. out for it. Okay, well, hey, to be on the lookout for, though. Yes. yes. That's something yes. exciting to look can for. Can we do a part two at some point? I would love uh, to. This yes. was so fun. Come I on. enjoyed it. Yes, LaShondra. Thank you took the nervousness away. Hey, that's what we're here for. I loved it. And even I have to give a shout out to the audio technician because he is giving nods and faces, which is making me feel good as well. We're here for validation, Patrick. Patrick, Listen, all the show cannot be without Patrick. So just give him a special shout out. You know, seriously, seriously. Well, thank you so much. No, thank you. Seriously, and thank you all for you know a huge thank you to Buckhead Church. Um, I tell you, it you all have just been amazing partners, and it's rare that you find partners who don't want a lot of recognition. Mm. And that's what we've learned about the Buckhead Church Mm. from your support of the Centers of Hope. Um, which is our recreation centers and our after-school program, and just recently helping with our learning pods, making a contribution after learning that we were doing that. And, you know, from the volunteer days that you have where you send hundreds of people Mm. out to do projects in our parks that would not get done, and just the welcoming environment that we always get when we deal with the Buckhead Church in every aspect, Mm -hmm. whether it's the singles mention, whatever, it doesn't matter, every aspect of the Buckhead Church. So kudos to you. You all for the work that you were doing. You know, this is truly. Um, I have to give a shout out to my pastor. I'm a member of Elizabeth Baptist oh, Church, okay, now. Um, where Dr. Craig Oliver Sr. is our pastor. But what we see at Buckhead Church is what I hear my pastor talk about all the time, wow. is that we come to church to get equipped mm-hmm. to go do the work. That's right. And Love to that. see the work that you all do outside of this building, um, as beautiful as it is, and just how you give back to the community and doing things like this that keeps your your congregation informed and involved just kudos to you all wow. thank you so thank much you. Um, we would say the same thing like we, we love this place and yeah. i think because of it we're going to do things for it to that's make right. it better that's right that's, what the, that's the heart of the fort landon podcast that's exactly that's right, right. <laughs> that's exactly right my goodness thank you so much no thank this you this has all. been so good um, so good Thanks so much for checking out the For Atlanta podcast. We hope that today that you learned and love Atlanta a little bit more than you did the day before. For more information on our business of the day, check out Cubana's ATL on Instagram. And if you have any stories, people, recommendations for us on how to love our city, more, uh, please slide in those DMs at Buckhead Church. And of course, we invite you to check out our podcast on all platforms that podcasts are offered.